Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by Emmy Award winner, inspirational speaker, and self-mastery coach, Issei, formerly known as the actor Kiko Ellsworth. He trains teams and individuals alike to perform to their highest self, and his saying is, if you have you, you have everything. So Issei, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me and uh, sending peace and blessings and prosperity to everyone that is listening. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Uh, Let's see. Let me just put it in a quick nutshell. I started off with uh, acting and walked away from the acting because I I really didn't have me as a person. And uh, I went on a journey to discover me. And that was about a a 10-year process just to really build the inner foundation of me and my soul being in my life. And, and uh, once that got, came full circle, uh, the entertainment came back uh, and includes, you know, my, my coaching with uh, training men and training teams on how to be the best version of themselves, particularly as men and how to really show up as a divine man, because there's a divine man in every single man. And uh, that's really my passion and using the entertainment and the speaking to help men to evolve into their highest capacity so we can show up as the fathers, the uh, partners, the husbands, the leaders that we're supposed to be in this world. So tell everybody how you started acting and why do you say, you know, kind of like formerly known as the actor? Yeah, you know, so my acting journey started, um, I got I got sort of pressured into it, never wanted to do it. And uh, a couple of friends, it took them a, a couple of years, we were working out at a gym to just have me finally meet his his agent. And uh, one thing led to another. I started taking acting classes, they had, you know, they were representing me as agents. And I got to this one acting class. And I was, I remember it was a Thursday night, you know, the producer was a showcase, these producers and directors and agents and managers were there and all the women are dressed up and the men are dressed up. And you had these printed out headshots when we used to like print out headshots back in the day. Now you don't print them out anymore. And uh, so, you know, this Thursday night was supposed to be the best of the best. And um, I remember being on stage and I was, I was looking at the actress and I, the audience was on my left and the audience, these lights from the top were flashing on me and, you know, lighting up the stage. And I was looking at her and my, my throat was, was collapsing on me. It was like someone had their hands on my throat and I was just talking breathy and I was trying to say my lines and they were barely coming out like this. And, and the, 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 uh, uh, the teacher, Bobby, she said, cut, cut, cut. What are you doing? You know, st- just say your line. Stop talking all breathy. And, um, you know, I was trying my best, but I was nervous and I was, you know, I had stage fright. 
And uh, so one thing led to another. We finished the scene. I, I gave my little fake smile and thank you, thank you. It was horrible as far as I was concerned because I was so afraid. And I, I got off that stage and I shook it off. And I, I really, you know, I cursed at myself. And I said, well, you know, that wasn't that wasn't me. That wasn't the truth. That was really what I said to myself. That's what the sticker is like. That wasn't the true me. Right. And you know, I was basically lying to myself and that really messed me up. And that's when I really took on acting. I said, okay, I'm going to battle this thing. It was really more about me wanting to be truthful to myself. And that's why I started doing it. And, you know, I got on shows, Port Charles did hundreds of shows and Bad Boys 2, CSI, Lucifer, Heroes, and did all these shows. And then my career just, um, it just became unfulfilling. Like I, I kind of lost my way you know, because it really just entertainment just magnifies what's already there. And and back then, that was back in 2000, 2003, 2007, like in that range, I really didn't have me. I didn't have the inner foundation. So it just magnified how much the bigger I got, the bigger it magnified how much I was lost within myself. And so when I went on my journey and walked away from the entertainment industry, I really started discovering my spiritual self. And that's at, after about that 12, you know, 10, 12 years of that journey, you know, um, you know, I, I really transitioned into my spiritual name, I, I, my identity. I was like, you know, I want a name that's really going to hold the context better of the energy that 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 I now relate to in me, the, the energy that I've cultivated. And um, and that's where the name Aselaleku, you know, came. And, and Aselaleku means uh, he who was born with an internal compass. Well, talk about your most memorable moment on the movie set. Oh, yeah. Um, that was actually just most recently this year in 2022, a film that's called uh, Alone Today. Uh, there's um, Eric Roberts is in that, Danny Trejo, Shannon Elizabeth, uh, Frank Whaley. And uh, I play I play the bad guy in the film, you know, the quote unquote bad guy. And there's a little twist to it as well, which is really great to. And so the best part of that film actually had nothing to do with the acting. It really had to do with um, all that. Remember I told you I walked away from the entertainment industry and I really found myself. It really had to do with being able to be of service to those that were behind the camera, you know, when the camera is not rolling, you know, what I was able to offer. So I was, you know, Eric Roberts had this, this cool story around this. Eric Roberts had an assistant, uh, you know, he, he does so many movies that, that he needs an assistant literally to hold up his cue cards. And uh, so his assistant was this like little 20, 21 year old uh, Caucasian kid, kind of nerdy, nervous energy, you know, that type. And uh, so before the scene that I had with Eric, I was talking with Eric's assistant. And we were, you know, talking for about 45 minutes and I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher. I teach breath work. I teach yoga. I teach meditation. That's, that's what the stuff I learned how to connect with myself. So, you know, with this kid, I just naturally started, you know, teaching him because he wanted to learn. And I started teaching him about his breath and things like that and having a hold of himself and, you know, and then, you know, smash cup forward to the scene that I'm in with Eric. So this is about like, you know, a couple of an hour or two later after I talked with his assistant. I'm in the scene about to pull a gun out on Eric and he's about to come out this liquor store. I'm leaning up on this car, on his car. 
about to pull a gun out on Eric in the scene. And so, so Eric's facing me. And so his, his assistant ran, you know, for, for Eric to see the, the lines that Eric, uh, that his assistant holds up on the cue cards, his assistant actually stands about 10 feet behind me. So Eric can look at me, but still see his lines right behind me. So that's the positioning that his assistant was running to. So he's running to get into position because everyone was like, quiet on set, quiet on set. And then, uh, so we're all getting ready and he's running to, you know, his, his uh, position behind me. And then he trips over this C-stand and makes all this noise. And everyone's on the set is just like, they kind of just kind of put their head up. They're like, oh no, this kid is making all the noise. They're trying to be quiet. And so then the guy says, okay, quiet. Everybody settle. And so I turn around to look at all this noise that's happening with the kid. And he doesn't look at the director. He doesn't look at Eric. He looks straight at me. And he just puts his hand on his belly, signifying that he's remembering to breathe from our conversation that we had, you know, because we talked about no matter what happens, when you're stressed out, when things go awry, just center on your breath and make sure you breathe low into your belly and you breathe. And he just looked at me and put his hand on his belly, signaling he wasn't going to freak out. And I just turned back around and got ready for the scene. And that was just, that was the most amazing moment because, you know, to be able to that 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 conversation had that sort of impact on him that he ingested it and it changed his life that he didn't freak out he didn't you know get you know uh, beat himself up was uh, really the most amazing part of that that uh, that movie set for me. So, what is your dream role, movie role? You know, for me, the dream movie role has to do with a man that is able to transmute and transform from unconsciousness to consciousness. And what I mean by that is a man, just like so how many men in the world may be doing wrong or not showing up with morals and values. They may be taking advantage of, you know, their job. They may be stealing. They may be abusive. They may be taking advantage of women or whatever the case may be, they might not just be living at their highest capacity and in alignment with themselves. I think that that type of character, as well as that type of man, actually presents so much value to the world because when that character is able to harness their true power by having the courage to look at their wrongs and to look at their mistakes and to turn them into lessons and to alchemize that that darkness into like light or that dirt into gold when they're able to transform those things they are for from what i've been able to experience the most value and transformation for the world to be able to take all what they've learned in the darkness and the unconsciousness and travel the long distance into the art, uh, into the light. It's kind of like the further you pull the slingshot into the darkness, the further, the more power it has to slingshot into the light. And so that's what I see. So a character that actually can be that darkness, but then go through a transformational process and do that much good uh, in the world for the, for the light, for the consciousness as well. That would be my dream role. In your speaking and training programs, you have something called the Soils of Wisdom. Elaborate on that and how listeners can benefit from that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, 
the source of wisdom actually had a lot to has a lot to do with that character that I just uh, described. The soil when we make mistakes, like everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has you know not paid their bills or got into a car accident or you know treated somebody how they didn't want to treat them or treated themselves or you know made so many things that we regret things that we are unresolved things that were shameful about like everybody has something about that and and often we tend to try to hide away from those things and you know kind of like you know a baby soils this diaper we kind of treat it like a baby soiling its diapers, like, ooh, let's just throw that away. Let's not pay attention to it. But when we do that, we're actually missing out on our own wisdom. And, you know, to be able to, instead of that lesson, ignoring it and treating it like a baby soiling its diaper, we can actually transmute those mistakes into an actual soil that wisdom grows out of. So actually, uh, vital and 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 soil like like how uh, a tree grows out of the soil if we're able to look at it in a different way you know so when we have all of these mistakes in our lives the soil of wisdom is being able to look at these mistakes and really extract the soul lesson from them because inherently in all of our mistakes and all of our errors and all of our misunderstandings there's actually a soul lesson, a lesson for the soul in every single one of them. And usually we miss out on all of that because we get it, we get caught up in being guilty or shameful or beating ourselves up, you know, about these situations like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, oh man, I, I, that's, I just feel so bad. And we, we, we don't look at cleaning those situations up. And when we're able to clean those situations up and make right, we actually alchemize those situations into our own wisdom that we can share with the world. So that process is what I call, what I've coined the, the soils of wisdom, is transmuting our soils, our mistakes into our actual wisdom that we would offer the world. So speaking of uh, mistakes, talk about your biggest mistake in life and how you transformed it into wisdom to share with others. Yeah, my biggest, I would say my biggest mistake in life is, let me think about that. My biggest mistake, I'm, I'm picking between all the mistakes that I've made, you know. Uh, I would say one of my biggest mistakes in life is not knowing, um, not showing up, not showing up as a father, actually. You know, in the beginning... Um, and that was actually part of the, my soul, the soul plan, I believe, you know, is being able to learn from the mistakes again, like the souls of wisdom. So like I did, I had a father growing up, but I really didn't have a, um, a father that was fully there, uh, health in, in healthy ways, fully be able to give me that sort of divine father, uh, presence. So I could learn how to be a father myself, which is very, very common for most of us in this world, you know, having that energy. So, you know, me not knowing how to show up as a father myself really taught me a lot. And it took me, you know, close to a, you know, five years to just get on the path to just learn on learning what that is. I learned so many things along the way. And then the next five years, 
I learned some even deeper lessons. And, and in that, in that, those mistakes that I'd made, you know, in the earlier phases of, of being a father really taught me how to heal myself. It taught me how to heal that little boy. It taught me how to help other men. It taught me actually how to even help heal my father, you know, in that mistakes, those mistakes that I didn't have any idea on how to be a father. It actually turned, I was able to transmute that into wisdom, transmute that into gold, not knowing initially how to show up as a father, you know, just sticking with it, sticking with it, continue to ask for support, ask for support, really continue to learn how to be a father, wanting to be a father, a great father, magnificent father, and just sticking with it. You know, finally, I finally broke through with that and transmuted that mistake into my wisdom. Well, tell us what you mean when you say once you have you, you have everything. I mean, that's what I what, what many of us don't have is we don't we're trying to be something we're trying to be that person over there or we're trying to be successful like this person or we're trying to be sexy like that person or we're trying to look good like this person or dress like that person or we're trying to have the car like that person. You know, and for me, you know, with the acting, it was like I was trying to be a big star like that person. We do all of this stuff that's external to the real power. And there's the, the real power of someone's presence is all within. It's all it's, it's like it's like just laying. It's like reclining in this reclining lounge chair. Right. Many of us are trying to go out and get something when all we really have to do is recline within ourselves, because once we actually know our um, our, 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 our strong points, our weak points, we, we accept our quirks. Once we like are at home with who we are on the inside, we start to know, OK, this is the direction that I'm supposed to go. These are the people that I'm supposed to serve. These are the things that I'm supposed to do. This is why I'm here on this planet. And this is my, my purpose, my mission. But once we go internal and get a hold of ourselves, we get clarity on all of those things. But if we're not, if we're seeking outside of ourselves, we'll never get clarity on those things. And, and, and once we get clarity on that stuff, once we actually have the self, you have everything. You don't need anything in the world because you have the core of everything that you create, which is you. So hence the term, once you have you, you have everything. So give some advice to people who might be still stuck in their past and might be beating themselves up over maybe their past mistakes and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a there's an exercise that we do. And, you know, what I would say is a very practical exercise so you want to grab a pen and a little journal and you want to look at your 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 top three most uh, uh, painful mistakes. What are the things that you're beating yourself up about? What are the things that you're shameful about? What are the things that you're guilty about? Just take three of them. Right. And you want to take those th three things and list them out and you want to separate them and you want to write, OK, what am I? You want to write, what am I most guilty about? What do I feel about this situation? Right. What am I what am I get, you know, beating myself up? You want to get it out. What am I beating myself up? What am I what did I dislike about this situation? You want to get that out first. Right. And then with that situation, number one, you want to say, OK, that's what I feel about it. 
that's how I've been feeling about it. This is how I've been feeling guilty. And then you want to look deeper into that same situation. You want to say, okay, but what did I learn about that? And you want to take a few deep breaths. You might want to walk in nature and give yourself space and time to really think about what did I learn as a soul being? What did I really learn, you know, from the situation? Because sometimes a challenging situation, say, for example, you know, uh, you know, maybe if someone was in an abusive relationship, right? That's very, very common, you know? So if someone was in an abusive relationship, we know the obvious signs of how this was bad and how this person suppressed me. They might've put their hands on me, they, this, this, that, the other. We have all the obvious stuff, but then we might be missing out on something deeper. Like, well, this was an abusive situation, but what did I learn as a soul? It's like, well, you know, maybe I, well, yeah, I, I had to stand up for myself. But yeah, because before that, I wouldn't stand up for myself. And I, I learned to I learned to use my voice. Yeah, and I, I became an advocate for other people. And I learned to help other people. And, and I learned boundaries. I didn't know boundaries before that. Because th those are the, the hidden lessons. And if we can learn to look into those, those top three situations that we may be feeling guilty and shameful or beating ourselves up about, if we can learn to see and transmute and look at the soul lessons that we learned, will start to actually transmute something that was holding us back, that was a shackle, that was an anchor, that was a sandbag, will transmute it into a propulsion, something that can propel us forward and upward into our lives if when we're able to go through that process. So I would just take three of those situations, the ones that are weighing on you the most, you know, lay out the how you currently feel about each of them, and then look deeper into them and say, what did I really, really really learn and get from this at a soul level, at a divine level, at a spiritual level, and really see, get that clear. And once you do that process, you'll start to learn how to do that with everything you do. So you'll see the spiritual gifts in all challenges, and then you'll be really able to uh, anchor yourself in your divine, your divine sight, your divine vision. Well, tell us about your free divine Man Masterclass, tell us what it's all about and, and how the listeners can tap into it and check it out if they like. Yeah, so that's real simple. I mean, it's not real, real long to explain that. So that's, you know, you can actually uh, on my on my uh, social media, uh, particularly Instagram, uh, it's a divine man. That's my Instagram handle, a divine, a divine man. And on my link in bio, you can actually go to my uh, men's self mastery page and there's a free masterclass where you can, I would go there with a pen and pad and I take you as a man through the process on the steps that I did to awaken myself, the steps that I did to get a hold of myself, you know, so you can get an idea of the process that it takes to actually be your own divine man to 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 step into your own power as a man to get a hold of yourself to align with your true power. So I give you the the, the, the steps that I took so you can actually get your brain wrapped around, okay, this is, I'm, I'm looking to do this. And, you know, these are the steps that I'm, that I'm going to be taking to do that. And so I take you through that step and I would actually go in there, take notes and write it down and really go through the process because this process, when you go through it is, is basically what anyone has to go through to become their, the divine version of themselves. Do you have any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about? I know you got a new film coming out here pretty soon. 
Yeah, that's the that's the one that you'll be able to see most recently. Oh yeah, that that one's coming out in two thousand two thousand and twenty three. That one's called Alone Today. Um, and there's uh, I just did an interview with um, because I do I do a lot of different things as far as in entertainment, you know, in front of the camera, behind the camera. Uh, I just interviewed Noel Skaggs of uh, Fits in the Tantrums, and that is on uh oh my gosh what is that on that's on revel 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 for good i think that's at revelforgood.com and uh, i she's a, a big you know star she's a, a singer and we interviewed or i interviewed her with regards to mental health and her mental health and mental the mental health awareness so that's that's a great interview that's out for the next uh, few weeks on uh, revelforgood.com i believe it is um, I think I'll, I'll put a, a link in my bio as well, too, so you can actually get to that as well. But that's a current interview that is did alone today is going to be out next uh, year in 2023. And I have a couple other films that I'm actually shooting that that haven't come out just yet that we haven't finished shooting those uh, that I'll, I'll mention those later on. But I can't mention those just yet. Well, talk about I, I know you mentioned you played in Bad Boy, too. T mm -hmm. Tell us what you did in Bad Boys, too. Oh, uh, the devil is not welcome here. <laughs> I was shoot him up, shooting Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and throwing cars at him and shooting AK-47s and the pink house and, and doing all sorts of, you know, bad guy thing roles, you know, stuff that I can't do, you know, and we can't do in this. At least I can. I don't do it in real life, but it's fun doing it on the screen. Uh, so, yeah, I was Blondie Dread in that film. Uh, long blonde dreadlocks of the of the Haitian Zoe Pounders uh, gang. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun working with Will and and Martin and Gabrielle Union and Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer back in the day. And and uh, yeah, that was a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of fun. My character didn't die. So maybe they'll in Bad Boys 4 or something, they'll bring back Blondie Dread. Speaking of Will Smith, just a side question. What did you think about the Oscar slap? Uh, you know, Will is a great guy. Everyone has their challenges, you know, and I just I'm not quick to judge anybody. I'm not quick to say this or that or have an opinion about it. Like I've had my challenges, too. I'm I'm sure people have many, many opinions about me not being able to show up as a dad. But I think that these are all soul lessons for all of us. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that none of us need to you know, judge a book by its cover. Everybody's struggling with different things and everyone has their own agreements in, in a soulful way, being able to, you know, we have to all learn things and they show up in circumstances. They show up like slaps. They show up like being abused. They show up like not being a dad. So, you know, I, I, I send love to my brother. You know what I'm saying? That's a challenge that he set out for himself that he gets to overcome that he gets to learn something from. And he's going to learn something great because Will is a champion no matter what. He's a champ. He's a he's a spiritual champion. You know, that doesn't mean that we're, nobody's perfect. We're not supposed to be perfect. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You know, nobody in entertainment is perfect. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? We all have our our, 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 our things in our closets. So, you know, and Will, Will, is, Will is the same thing. Jada, everybody, everybody has those things. So, you know, I just think that this is one of his challenges that he probably has already overcome. He's going to pay his karma, just like all of us pay, his, pay our karma. And we're going to learn what we're supposed to learn from it. It's no big deal. It's just life. Go ahead and throw out your contact information. I know you talked about a divine man, but give out websites, any any uh, way people can keep up with you. So we can check out that new film when it comes out. Oh, yeah. it's 
So my handles are all a divine man, a divine man uh, on TikTok, on Instagram. And that's really the best place. And then if you want to go straight to my coaching, you can you can uh, punch up the divine man coaching.com, the divine man coaching.com. And uh, yeah, you can check out the masterclass. You can reach out to me if you're looking at actually up leveling and letting your own divine man come out. Uh, yeah, we can possibly work together. All right. So close us out with some final thoughts. Maybe something that I didn't touch on that you would like to touch on or just any final thoughts you got for the listeners. Absolutely. You know, this world is pretty chaotic and pretty, you know, um, you know, moving really, really fast. So the one thing I would like to say that, you know, to not get caught up, to really move forward in a productive way is go internal. That will save you every time. Go internal every single day, even if it's just five minutes, you know, and find, start to get a hold of your, your intuition, start to hear your intuition, start to hear who you are as a person, make that a habit because that will be your guidance. You know, that will be your guidance through these chaotic times because things are getting crazy out there. Lots is happening. And what will protect you is hearing your inner voice, is hearing your inner voice and trusting it. It's not, and, and the, the, the way that you know that it's your inner voice is that it doesn't nearly, it doesn't make sense. Your brain, when you overthink things, will justify things and have a million reasons. But your, your intuition won't necessarily give you any reason. It'll just say, I think I should do this. And you won't know why. It'll just pull you in a direction. Listen to that. You don't want to necessarily listen to your head. You want to listen to your intuition. You want to learn to do that. And then the second thing I want to say is, you know, it's so important for our brothers, our brothers to know ourselves so we can show up in the world properly, so we can show up as divine men, so we can show up as men that protect women from the outside in as they protect us from the inside out. Because together, man and woman, that yin and yang, we are invincible. And it's so important for us to bring that household back together. Because without the man and the woman, you we cannot have a child. We won't have the human race. So coming back into balance as the divine masculine, as a divine feminine, is so key, particularly in these times, to honor each other as co-creative beings, as the yin, as the yang, you know, to have that respect, to protect each other, to love each other as brother and sisters is so, so very key. So if your boyfriend and girlfriend, or if your husband and wife, or brother and sister, find that foundational element, that agape love where you can see, okay, I see and respect this person, this person that is my opposite, this woman or this man, and, and come back and to really seek that balance, that harmony, just as divine beings, just as divine siblings, so we can actually create balance in our world. So that's what I have to say. I love you. Sending all my brothers and sisters peace and pr divine protection and balance and harmony. I love you. And thank you so much, Curtis, for having me. Uh, God bless you, brother. God bless you too. Thank you for coming on a divine man. Hopefully they, they put you on the bad boys for <laughs> listeners. Check <laughs> out the absolutely check out the new film when it comes out please be sure to follow rate review share this episode to as many people as possible check out that coaching class he say thank you so much for joining me today thank you god bless you everybody for more information on the living the dream podcast visit www.djcurveball.com until next time stay focused on living the dream